You're listening to The Daily American. Now here's your host, Dan the Man. back with daily american as always thank you to everybody that has been tuning into this podcast just trying to share stories of unique individuals from all walks of life just want to welcome back miss rico Harmon. rico welcome back hi thank you absolutely last week's episode you know you walked us through your childhood a bit you were born in tampa bay florida and one of the first obstacles or blessings that you were able to to work through was becoming pregnant at 16, um, terrified to tell your parents, honor roll student. You know, you had a, a scholarship going for you at a college in Jersey, Fairleigh Dickinson. Um, and your, your son was four months old. You, you obviously was born healthy and was four months old while you were walking for your high school graduation. And fast forward a little bit, by the time you were 23, you had five, children doing it all on your own um figuring out the hair industry and and doing people's hair while you know getting some certifications including becoming a nurse's assistant and why don't you just why don't you kick us off right around that age rika okay well um after i had my third child um he well that's when i had my sister I had my 27-year-old, I had my nephew, my daughter, and my uh, 21-year-old. So I had five kids. Um, Raising my children, um, there were a lot of things that happened. Um, We actually had a fire on Christmas Day. Um, We lost everything we had. So it's basically I had to start over. Um, it got oh my hard gosh. We had to like stay in a hotel um, for a little while while we were trying to find somewhere to live. Um, my sister, I ended up telling my mom that she had to get her back because it was really hard for me to try to get her to school, take care of all the kids. I felt bad. Um, but after the fire, I didn't want her to, you know, have to go through what we were going through, being that my mom actually had somewhere to live. So we were living in a hotel until we actually found somewhere to stay. And, and how and, and this this was right around 23, 24 years old. Yes. Jeez. Yes. I, I'm sure your sister was a little bit upset going back um, to your mom. But in all reality, you know, you. You you had to you didn't want her to go through it like you said and then prioritizing you know your children and and what you guys were going through you know living in a hotel and they're all they're all young I mean how old, your oldest was only crap let's think if I could do the quick math he was only seven years old yes he was about seven about seven or eight yes 
So we, I mean, we lost everything. We don't even know um, how the fire actually started. My aunt, she asked us to come to her house Christmas Eve. And we went to her house and I actually fell asleep at her house. We were, we would have been in that house if um, I would have stayed awake, but I actually fell asleep. So by the time we got home, or where we were on our way home, someone called and said, hey, your house is burning up. And I thought they were playing because I'm like, today is Christmas. Why would y'all call me and tell me that? But by the time I got to the house, my whole house was burnt up. Everything was gone. We couldn't salvage anything. Pictures, uh, furniture, beds, everything was gone. My kids' Christmas things, our tree, everything was gone. And Jeez, I mean, fortunately, it was all, you know, I know it's still... I've, I've never had a house that burnt down, so I shouldn't even speak on this or anything like that. But fortunately, it was all material, material stuff, you know, the house, all that stuff. One way, I mean, obviously, memories and stuff with photographs and I'm sure yeah. baby pictures and baby books. It, it's definitely heartbreaking. But thank God that, that you fell asleep on, on the couch. Yes, thank God I did. It probably was meant for me to fall asleep on a couch because I'm very spiritual as well. So when I got to the house and I saw it burning up I I cried at first but then I was like God is going to get me something better and he did he did so I had to have faith in him that I would you know get more you know get think, get better so I did and we stay in you know we go to church all the time I, I raise my kids in the church so they weren't they were upset because they were like our gifts we wanted our gifts <laughs> of course they did <laughs> yes but i was telling them you know at least we're alive you know and i ended up getting more gifts for them you know i didn't want them to feel bad yeah it's actually it's actually especially on christmas morning you know it's yes. where did where where the uh spirituality derive from your your um, parents or yes my grandfather he was actually a seven-day adventist so we were raised in a seven-day adventist church and my um my mother's mom she was methodist so we were in between religions but they all were the same to me because both of them believed in god so that's where you know i've always been in a church on both sides and i grew up in a um in a seven day Adventist church school. I went to private school until I got to high school. Only a few times I ever went to public school when I was younger, but I was raised up in a private school. Okay. Now, um, just because I'm unaware of, I've heard of it before, but, but do you, if you don't mind giving us a, like a brief summary of the seven day Adventist Yes. Church. Um, Seventh-day Adventist Church, they actually, they worship on Sunday, on uh, Saturdays. When the sun go down Friday, you have to stop everything, like all your labor, all your work. Everything has to be done before the sun goes down Friday. And then when the sun comes, when the sun goes down Saturday, that's when you can start back doing everything. Um, we, are, we used to say, like, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. 
Um, the six days you do all your labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath for the Lord thy God. Plus, we didn't um we didn't eat pork. Um, like on my grandfather's side, we didn't eat pork. He didn't allow us to wear jewelry. But when we go with our mom, she used to wear jewelry. She used to cook pork. <laughs> so I actually went with my <laughs> grandfather and I stopped eating pork. I haven't eaten it in over like 26 years. Um, so the Seventh-day Adventist is, uh, church is totally different from the Sunday church. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I find religion in general just so interesting and it... You know, I'm certainly a believer in God. Um, there's just so many different religions out there. It's it's now the Seven Day Adventists. Do they is is it Christ centered or? Um, they believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, they do. Okay, they believe in Jesus. Christ. Okay. Yes, it's just certain things like the Seven Day Adventist Church is kind of quiet a little bit, you know, in church, but like in a Baptist church. Uh, Method. Well, Methodist is a little quiet too, but like I started going towards a non-denomination Baptist. Um, they're more outspoken. You know, I feel like you should be able to shout how you want in church. You know, because if you're feeling the spirit, you should be able to. Yes, Jesus, thank you, Lord. You know. <laughs> yeah. And some churches are more quiet. You know, you can clap and say thank you or amen. But I, I kind of like pulled away from, you know, certain churches. Yeah, I've certainly pulled away. From, I mean, I've gone to a f- few different churches, but any no disrespect to any Catholics out there. But the Catholic mass is just like sometimes it's just brutal to to sit through. And it's just very, um, you know, somber with all the hymns and stuff like that. It's very boring. Right, right. I hope I don't. I hope I don't go to hell for that one, Rika. <laughs> no, you, you won't. You know, it. I mean, some people they they love. You know, they they just like to be in church and not really say anything. But I feel like if you feel the spirit and you know God has really been in your life, been there for you, is you know you should be able to worship how you want. You know. Yeah, I agree. Yup. And yeah, whatever's coming. Yeah, whatever's coming from inside of you, from your soul, up from your spirit. Right, and it's different ways of worship. You can say Amen. You can shout. You can run through the church. <laughs> I mean, if you're feeling the spirit, I feel like you should be able to do that. You know, without anyone saying, "Oh no, she shouldn't do that." You know. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I agree. Right. So with the um with with the house so obviously you're left with with nothing mm-hmm. um you're starting over right well you're left with everything because you still got your 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 health and your and your children with you so that's really everything but right all the possessions on earth um were ripped from you but somehow you know you found a way to bounce back right exactly yes we um we ended up getting another place. And we had to start from scratch. Um, so I had all of my children with me. Um, I was still doing hair. I ended up um, getting a job as well. And all my kids were in sports. They actually started sports when they were young. So, you know, 
through all of that, I was still, you know, my kids were playing baseball and uh, football, but I never, you know, I never stopped. No matter what we went through, I never stopped taking them to their games. Um, we were always there, like on a Saturday and through the week as well. They were playing um, rec ball. So we were. What like, is it? Oh, rec ball. Rec ball. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was very, I was very structured with my children. They were all spo- spoiled and they got everything they wanted. But we were very, I was very structured with them. Yeah, so you provided by all means necessary, right. but yet you you still showed you know the discipline and the structure that they needed to become young men and women. Exactly, exactly. I had no choice. I just felt like I wanted to give them a lot of the things that I didn't have. Like my mother, she wasn't like like I had. I was in chorus and things like that growing up, you know. So I really didn't have the support like I give my children. Uh, my dad, he'll come to like some of the chorus, uh, the chorus uh, things we had and stuff like that. But my mom, she was she didn't really want to come, you know. So my grandparents, they were there as well. Um, they were in our life very heavy. That was my dad's mom and dad. They were actually there. So, you know, she was my grandmother. She was a not. She was into like nonprofit. She was helping out kids as well. Um, so she she had our back a lot too. That's awesome. So you're, there was there was some some support system, just not um from everybody that, that you would like to be there, like right. you know, like right. your mom. Right. But my grandmother and my grandfather died about three months after each other. So I was basically alone. <laughs> um after they passed away, my mom, she's still, she's there now, you know, more, but, uh, my grandmother, my grandfather, they were, they were gone. So it was kind of, you know, it was still hard. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Now, how old were you when your grandparents passed? Um, they actually passed after I had my 13 year old. They were around my 13 year old son. Um, but they ended up passing away. I waited another, another, another loss you had to overcome. Yes. Yes. That was, that was a very big loss. A very big one. Like after my dad died, it's like they, that loss with them too. It was really hard for me. I was passing out and everything. (laughs) It was really hard. And my kids, they took it really hard because they always wanted to go around my grandmother because she had toys all the time. And, you know, she just always was talking to them. And my grandfather, he was in the church and he was always teaching them, right, you know, the right things to do and stuff like that. So they were, you know, that was really hard on them. Yeah, I'm sure because those were the three you know, I'm sure besides your sisters or siblings, um, those were your three biggest support. That was your whole support system, your your grandparents and your and your dad. Right, right. Exactly. exactly. Rika, give us an update of um, give us a little summary of, of 
each one of your kids and and what they're doing, even even the younger ones, what sports they play or what they're into, even the four, even the toddler. Okay, <laughs> and I'm so proud of all of them. <laughs> My 26 year old, he has, um, he has two kids. So I'm a grandmother. I have three grandchildren. Um, he's doing his own thing. He has a little business, you know. He's doing he. Uh, he does demolition as well with houses. He does Uber. Um, he does everything. <laughs> and he lives. He's got that. Hu- he got the hus- the hustler's ambition from you. He does. He really does. He was actually very good in sports too. He was really good, but they they wanted to send him overseas, but he didn't want to go. He wasn't trying to leave me or his son's mom. He didn't want to leave. <laughs> I told him, go ahead, go. <laughs> but he was like, no, I'm going <laughs> to leave. So he actually stayed here. He has his own car. He has his own place. And he's doing really good. Um, my daughter, she's in the Army. Um, she's in. She's a full-time student as well. She's actually in a reserve, the Army Reserve. Um, so she's, okay. she's a full-time student in school. Um, she's about to have her degree. She has a little girl. Um, she works for the post office as well, so she's doing really good for herself. By next year, she'll be able, she'll be ready to buy her house. Yeah, and she's got the the federal employment under her, which is awesome. Right, exactly. Yes, so she's with me. Um, she's there with me as well. Um, my twenty one year old, he actually he had like forty offers for football. Um, he actually played baseball as well growing up. Um, he was supposed to go off to West Virginia for football, but he ended up getting drafted out of high school for, uh, baseball. So he's now playing for Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. And he, he, he better realize that all those games that you brought him to growing up, that that's, you know, some something's coming for for miss rika i'll tell you that yes, yes it is in jesus name <laughs> when i did, my whole life was surrounded with my children it's like i would it would be hard to date sometimes because i was always trying to you know be with my children go to games and then the relationships that i did have some of them wasn't really good. You know, I've been in abusive relationships. I've, I mean, you know, I, I've been through it. <laughs> I've been through yeah, that. I believe it. <laughs> but what's important, what's important is that, you know, not to, not to bring back your mom or anything, but you, you basically, you didn't have that growing up. So, so you did everything in your power to make sure that you were there for, for your children and, and break that cycle. And that's, that's right. phenomenal. Exactly, exactly. I I went to every everything my kids had, and then when I well when my son was in high school, I actually was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Um, so when I was going to get my treatment, I was actually telling them to let me do chemo on a Wednesday. And that way I can go to my son's game on a Friday. So I was basically going to all my kids games after I was having chemo. I was still going to my kids games, doing everything. So 
my kids always thought I was like superwoman. They were like, they didn't think that nothing could ever tear me down because I was always going and going and going. I could never stop. You know, they always saw me hurt. They always saw things that I've been through, but they never saw me cry. They never, but they just don't know. I used to go sit in my car and shed a couple of tears, (laughs) you know, but by the time I got around them, I was up and happy, you know? So they really didn't yeah, you had the, I really needed them. <laughs> yeah, you put you put the cape on. You put the cape back on after, you know, shedding some tears. I'm sure I'm sure, you know, God comforted you through those tears and then you put back on the cape. And you know, I don't think it's just your kids that that thought or think that that you're a superwoman. I think anybody that listens to this podcast is gonna think the same thing because your story is, is certainly exceptional. Yes, yes. My mom, she told me she said she didn't think that I really needed her, you know, being that I was so strong through it, through it all, you know. So, you know, through my life and, you know, everything that I've been through, she really didn't think that I actually needed her for anything. And I was like, I needed you. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got through all of that. Uh, and then, um, you know, I had my surgery and everything. So. I'm good now. I'm in remission, so everything is fine. This is my first time putting this out there too, so but I'm good. <laughs> I'm good now. So I'm working and seeing about the children. Um my son, he I cry every time he leaves me <laughs> when he goes to Arizona because <laughs> he has to do uh he has to do spring training and everything. I do cry when they leave. <laughs> And my daughter, when she leaves to go um, to the army base and everything, and she has to stay for like weeks or months at a time, I cry. (laughs) I'm sure. They're all your babies. Yes. So it's kind of hard letting them go, you know, being that I know what I've been through. But I just try to teach them um, how to get through certain things, you know, because my daughter was like, I shouldn't have to worry about them. Because she was like, Mom, you raised us right. She was like, you don't have to worry about us. She said, and you raised us and you trained us well. She said, well enough for us to make the right decision. And that kind of had me so emotional, you know, when she told me that. Because I love all my children. And when she told me that, I, you know, I was emotional, but I did feel good about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably some of the best you know, those are probably some of the best words you can hear from, you know, when your own flesh and blood tell you how, how good of a mother you are. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, What about the little ones? Uh, my 13-year-old, he's playing baseball now. Um, my son actually put him on Twitter. He's been playing baseball since he was three. Uh, my son put him on Twitter, so he said it's a lot of a couple of professional teams looking at him already. So he said that he doesn't want to go to college, but he does want to go to the pros. So we're going to try to help him get there. And he also, he likes to rap. He makes up song. He has songs and everything. He raps really good. Um, And my four-year-old, he's doing the same thing. He plays baseball as well. And he knows how to rap. He freestyles at the age of four. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing really That's good. so awesome. Yes, they're all doing very good. I'm so proud of them. 
It sounds like you are, and they're certainly proud as pr- proud of you as well, Rika. Yeah. So I got one 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 question to wrap this thing up, Rika. What what's your one piece of advice? I know it's on the spot, but yeah. if you had to give one piece of advice to the audience, trust in God and never give up. No matter what you go through, it's always better on the other side. It's always a process that you gotta go through you know good or bad just keep faith in god and keep it keep moving that's one of the best ones that i've heard yet rika yeah i just want to i want to thank you you know god god bless you and your children always and you know i'll welcome you back anytime to join me on the daily american thank you so much and thank you for having me absolutely ricky you take care now Thank you. Have a good one.